You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 95, and today we're talking about the one thing. What does that mean? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by the thankfully healthy again, Tim Hyde. How are you going, Tim? Mostly, mostly, Sam. I'm doing great, actually. It's, uh, It's nice to be back. A couple of weeks away, I was on a cruise you were, but there were, and then, and then you came back from your cruise and you got sick. I got the flu. I thought, I'd, you know, if I, if I escaped to warmer climes that I'd sort of avoid this flu that's been going around Australia incessantly <laughs> over winter. I haven't been so lucky. So I'm just still trying to get just off the back of it. So. Well, we've got you back today and I'm super happy that you're back joining me because today we're going to be talking about the one thing. So what do we mean by the one thing, Tim? So the one thing, we were talking about this off air, weren't we? We were talking about what is it at different stages of business growth, what is the one thing that you should be focused on to kind of break through to that next level? And obviously that also implies like what are the levels as well. Yeah. I think it's just one of these ongoing conversations we keep having with each other um, is what is the thing that we need to be doing to kind of take our businesses to that next level, to that next stage. Absolutely. We should our attention be on all the stuff that we could potentially do. Absolutely. And we we're trying to get to what the one thing is. Yeah, because the one thing when you're doing, you know, your first 10K month and the one thing when you're doing, you know, 85,000 a month is a different one thing. It's not one thing that's the same all the way through. So that's what we're going to talk through today. But before we do, I believe that you have got something really cool that you'd love to cover off from a question that someone asked you just today, I believe. Yeah, it was the question that I had this morning, actually. And that was, you know, should I be paid before I start or should I do the work and be paid after? And why would I choose either model for my business? Worthy of conversation because I think there are pros and cons in both. Yes. And it also depends what you're delivering as well, I believe. If you're delivering a product, super easy. I was in retail for many, many years, as you know. It was easy. Someone would come in, they would ask for a product, we would give it to them, we would take the money, and it was done. (laughs) But now in the services industry, it's a little bit different. That's right. That's right. So this conversation came around um, with a video production company. They did some work for a client of theirs last year. And not a huge piece, about sort of $6,000 worth of work. And they're now sort of chasing payment six months later, $6,000. Now, at a certain point, it becomes less about the money and more about the principle of whether people just sort of take you for granted or not. But they've pursued this, and I think given this client more than ample chances to engage and respond. And this probably raises a question about how you should treat your suppliers if you're in mm-hmm. trouble as well. But let's look at it from the other perspective to start with. 
And it got to the point where they just said, look, enough's enough. We're going to take you to court and we're going to pursue right, this, this financially. And, of course, at that point, the client has then gone, well, hang on a second, maybe we can help and um, maybe we can sort of meet this obligation. A payment plan was worked out and then, of course, the payment plan was then missed as well. Oh, wow. So, you know, this is obviously a risk of being paid after. Paid in advance, of course, can also be a bit hard to do sometimes because you're sort of you're on the hook to then deliver those services at a measure that you need to deliver them at. And quite often, you know, banks don't necessarily like you extending credit like that. So I think pros and cons on both. Sam, I, I, for me, I certainly charge my clients in advance. And if they want to cancel, fine, I just cancel it, give them the money back and, you know, we'll we do a partial refund and so be it. But I'm curious to know what you do with your business. Yeah, most of my clients are upfront or my coaching clients are definitely paid upfront for the month in advance. There are definitely, with some of my programs, payment plans that are paid out over months. So it's not quite upfront, but, you know, it is a regular payment that is not invoiced. It's it's an automatic deduction. Um, and I think that that's also probably for people that aren't paying upfront a really great way to, to differentiate. Instead of having the client in control of sending the money, make sure it's set up as an automatic deduction. And then some of our, some of our bigger deliverables in our marketing agency, it depends what they are. Some of them are upfront and some of them will pay a 50% deposit and then a 50% on delivery. So that needs to be paid before the product is delivered. Yeah, I certainly think if you're paying, if you're not taking deposits for the work that you're delivering, you can, I think you can expose yourself to, you know, to really big cash flow issues, which mm-hmm. cripples so many businesses of any size and any industry. Yeah. So I think even if you're doing, you know, I'd be very loath to, as a, as, a, as a consulting business or coaching business to, you know, to take payment in arrears. Mm-hmm. Um, the full payment arrears. I think you're really exposing yourself because it's not like a product that you can take back once you give that advice. Yes. Right, and resell to somebody else. You can't do it. You know, it's not like a car that you can repossess. Yeah, absolutely. I think that definitely that a payment needs to be paid in full before the final product is delivered. I think that's one. We can't walk into a store and expect to purchase something and pay for it sometime down the track when we feel like it. It just doesn't work like that. Even with afterpay, you're still signing a effectively a credit term. And that was exactly my next piece. And this is a piece of advice that I actually got from Shalini Nandan a couple of years ago. And she's, I'll tag her in the show notes. She's a lawyer that helps people put together their terms and conditions, their terms of service and their documents. Is that as service providers, we should fully expect to be paid. There's a lot of people that say, oh, they're not paying. I'd rather just cut the ties and let it go. But it shouldn't be like that. We deserve to be paid, but we do need to make sure that we've got the right terms and conditions contracts in place. And, you know, I'm sure that that's something you've learned along the way. It's something that I've definitely learned along the way. And hopefully that, that's helped someone. Absolutely. Well, of course, that's one of, the, that's one of the things that you could focus on. But in terms of the one thing, what we did was really break things down into, we put five bands, I guess, that are really sort of key breakthrough points um, in your business. And the first one of those is under 10K a month. And then we put 10 to 25. And we quite often think that, particularly for coaches and consultants, getting to that 
per month by you know when you get to that sort of 300,000 mark that's one of the sort of key barriers next one next brand we put through was to 20 to 50,000 a month 50 to 85 which of course the, the magic 83,000 and change 83,333 dollars a month is your magic seven figures that's the magic million that so many people would like to sort of reach in the consulting and coaching business and then of course we just put the sort of the magic hundred thousand dollar a month mark right is what you need to be doing at that particular stage now most of us aren't at that hundred thousand dollar mark but and there's lots of us at that bottom level so Sam, I know we didn't necessarily agree on everything. That is the one thing. No, and I think this is really good because we didn't agree on everything, but we have agreed that to have this conversation and to both give our own perspective will be super helpful because this is the thing in business, right? We, not everyone agrees with everything, but it's very helpful to be able to see all perspectives. So that's certainly what we're going to be bringing to the table today in this conversation. All right. Now you had at your under 10K a month, the one thing that people should be focused on is audience. Yes. Mine, because I had saying yes or no. (laughs) So so, you went with audience. Yeah. So it's, it's specifically building audience. Because at this point, the question I get most often is, how do I get clients? I need another client. I'm struggling to pay my bills. How do I get more clients? If you don't have an audience, you don't have anyone to sell to. So you might have the best product in the world, but if there's no one there to buy it, then you know, who says it's the best thing? So you really, really need to focus on building an audience of people so you've got someone to sell to. Hmm, That's a good perspective. I might have changed my mind on that argument. (laughs) That's a pretty strong argument. I I actually said saying yes or no, and I'm going to expand on that a bit more by saying being really clear about who it is that you serve and who it is that you don't serve. Yes. I think the thing that really sabotages our ability to go quickly is trying to be all things to all people. And this is probably playing into audience in a little bit because if you try to attract everybody by saying you do everything, you kind of attract nobody. Yes. I think, you know, that to get really clear and really break through that 10K barrier is being really clear about what it is that you deliver to your audience, right? So that you can say, no, that's not what I do. And I sacked a, you know, two and a half thousand dollar a month client just this week, which was a, which was a super hard decision, right? Because that's some pretty reasonable sort of dollars. And largely because he was asking me to do stuff that I really didn't want to do. And I think mm-hmm. no to that has kind of opened me up to bring in more of the right client. So this is where you and I didn't agree. And I'm going to give you my perspective on this. Whilst we do want to be saying no to the wrong opportunities, that the different perspective of this is that when you're building an audience, sometimes saying yes to opportunities will help you to build that audience. So let me give you an idea of what I mean here. At this point in my business, there was many speaking gigs that I accepted that weren't necessarily my target market. But down the track, they have come on as clients because I showed up and I nurtured those relationships that I built back, you know, four or five years ago when I spoke at those events. So sometimes I think it's okay to say yes to opportunities to build your audience. At I, that I, will, I will concede your point. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Now, second one, second band, 10 to 25,000. Now, we really thought this was actually where your business gains feel stability. From a yearly perspective, it's 120 to 300K or 300,000 a year. And 
yeah, I would call this stability or we've called this stability because this is a time in your business where you've, you're covering costs. You're not worried about where the next dollar is coming from, but generally you're, you're quite busy. Would you agree yeah. with that, Tim? I, I think so. You're pretty, you can get pretty comfortable at the stage. And I think yeah. that's, that's why, you know, most coaches and consultants never really get out of this, this particular stage. Yes. Because you are comfortable, right? You, you've probably got a really good mix of lifestyle and income. Um, you can take time out of your business when you want to take time out of your business. You're probably doing a fair bit of it yourself still. You may have a small team of you know, VAs or, or support staff to help you deliver, but you, you're generally at a pretty comfortable stage. There's no real pressure or stress or anything to grow. And you don't, I think we, we both agree, Sam, that you don't necessarily have to grow to a million dollar a year business if you don't want no. to. Definitely not. And that's not what we're, we're definitely not talking about that here. However, I always put it to my clients that say money's not important. If you did have more money, if just, just play with it. If you had more money, how would it change your life? Oh uh, yeah, hugely, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> we, we agreed here and we thought the thing, the one thing that you should be focused on at this stage in your business is consistency. Yeah, we actually both agreed on this wholeheartedly without even a conversation it was just you said consistency i said consistency and we were done <laughs> that's right so consistency means i guess the, the procedures of the business right the systems yeah. of making sure that you can deliver almost like a machine right so you have a certain number of you, you, you're doing your marketing on a regular basis you've got pretty good handle about what it is you deliver and how you deliver it and it generates as i as i said last night you know there's a there's a process. You do some marketing at the front, there's a few clinks and whirls in the middle and profit comes out the back. Yeah, nice. All right, that's what your business is doing at this particular stage. And you need to focus on making sure that your business can consistently deliver all the components of the business that you do. Right? So yeah, so this is about consistency of message, consistency of clients, the types of clients you work with, consistency in deliverables, which is your systems and procedures, consistency in how you're showing up. It's really consistency across the board in any any different given piece of your business, yeah. this is where you really need to tighten things up. Right, and even consistency in results for clients. So if you know that, you know, you do a certain thing, right? So for me, I know that I can deliver about two hours back into somebody's day. Yeah. Right? That's my consistency, right? So I know for, for a busy business owner who wants one to two hours back per day to focus back on their business, that is something that I can deliver consistently for every single client that comes through my business. Yeah. So I think this is the band that most people sit in because there is stability. When you focus on consistency, you can easily stay in this band forever, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pretty comfortable yeah. place to Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Business Freedom Mastermind. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner who is ready for more income, more freedom, more impact, but you're stuck and not sure how to make it happen, then this exclusive one-day mastermind event is for you. Now, there's a strict limit of just 10 attendees where we do nothing but talk business, plan for growth, create lasting relationships, and establish accountability for each and every entrepreneur at the table. And you'll get a chance to share what you're doing, the challenges you're facing, and you'll get the personal feedback that you need to move forward and get different results. So head on over to businessfreedommastermind.com for more details.
Well, sweet. All right, next one we thought was the, probably the breakthrough band, and this is where you're sort of doing 25 to 50. Which is 300 to 600,000 a year. So you're, pretty, you're doing pretty well here, I think. Yeah. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, you're running now successful, a successful small business. You're probably no longer even self-employed. You're actually yes. running a business. Uh-huh. Which is exciting. Now, you and I, we had different words here, but yes. I'm coming at it from the same perspective. And yours was the right business model, and mine was about sort of setting yourself for scalability. This is where I believe that most people get stuck at that around that 300K. And this is something that, gosh, my mentor was telling me like 15 years ago, that this 300K is a real sticking point for a lot of people. And the reason is, is at that point in your business, you're generally quite busy. And to get to push through that requires almost pulling back the bow, you know, to really get the arrow to shoot forward a lot faster and to go to where it needs to go. And this is where you really need to have a look at the business model. Most people can hustle their way to 300 grand, lots of one-on-one clients, lots of deliverables. You know, a lot of agencies sort of get to this point and then just go, wow, we're maxing out. So this breakthrough to me is about getting the business model right. How are we going to leverage our income? How are we going to leverage our time so that we're spending less time to bring in more money? That's right. And really, you know, how much more you can do. It's, it's an exercise that I've been going through probably over the last two weeks since I got back from my holiday and, and really looking at what is that my business needs to do differently to kind of take to that next level. Now, it's either going to be leveraging, you know, other people to deliver, you know, products or services or it might be creating products or it might be, as I know you do a lot of sand, you do kind of group training. And sometimes you need to, I think you need to suck it up yourself and look at it, look at yourself in a different way about how you deliver and your confidence and still being able to deliver that value that we deliver that, you know, that stability stage, but, you know, in, a, in, you know, in, a, in that more leveraged fashion. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why I wrote scalability because it's really about sort of how do you deliver more results to more people, you know, with the same resources or slightly more resources that you've got at the moment. Totally. And just to put what you said in a different way, because what you said was absolute gold, and I want people to really hear what you said, you need to think of yourself as the business owner, like how would that business owner that's earning $600,000 a year, how would they think and how would they act? What would they be doing? And we need to, to come from that way of thinking and acting, not thinking, oh, I'm earning $5,000 a month and, you know, I don't know how to get there. Stop thinking like that and think, what would the person do that's earning $25,000, $50,000 a month? Yeah, yeah. And it is really that business owner hat really looking at it differently and, and even maybe even sort of swallowing your ego a little bit and saying, well, I don't need to be the one that actually delivers that. Somebody else can deliver that possibly even better than I could. One of the best pieces of advice that I got years and years ago was to hire the best people. And that's definitely how I grew my, especially my dance studio at the time. At the time, I was thinking I need to be the best teacher. But as soon as I changed the hats, I went, no, I need to be the visionary because I'm the one that's driving this bus. And who are the best teachers that I can bring on board to deliver the classes to my students? That's when my business turned around and definitely proved to me that, you know, as business owners, we don't want to be down in the trenches. We, we, we are the big vision people. So, so hiring the best people for the job is definitely a great way to go or hiring people with great vision that we can teach the skills to. That's another way to look at it. Absolutely. But definitely surround yourself with good people. Absolutely. All right. So the next band is the, the Magic Mill, the 50 to 85,000 a month. Yes. Now, 
<clears throat> this is rare. I think things really start to change for you. Would you agree? Look, seriously, hitting seven figures changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. I think that there's a lot of people that are scared to do those figures because they think they're going to be working more. Let me tell you, if you get this right, you will be working less, a lot less, <laughs> a lot less if yep. you get it right. Yeah. Okay. But before we get there, of course, we've got to get there. Yes. Right? And you've got... JV's being the key thing to focus on. I do because I think, and, and I'm a big collaboration partner, as you know, Tim, yep. I collaborate a lot. But at this point, this is really important because you've got your you're consistent, you've got your consistent deliverables, you know it, you've got consistency of your message, you know your business model, your systems and procedures are down. So you, your systems aren't going to break at, when you bring in new clients because you know, you've got them sorted out. So this is the time to really leverage into other people's networks because at this point, that's the only way that you're going to be able to build your audience in a, in a scalable way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I've got, I, I did have audience here now, but you, you, know, you have already convinced me that audience is something we shouldn't focus on much sooner. I've changed this up a little bit to actually just surrounding yourself with great people. Well, look, in, in all fairness, your JV partners are going to bring in your audience, so you've just seen it in a different light. So you know, like if, I, if I had a light bulb here, there would be one going off above my head right now. <laughs> but it's definitely surrounding yourself with great people, and to do what it is, I think if you if you you know you really want to sort of step into that next level, the more great people you can get, and even if you have to pay a little bit more for them, I think at this point, this is the thing that even if you're not putting more money in your pocket, getting those right people into your business, either as JV partners, as you say, or into your business to run key aspects of your business and be relatively autonomous in being able to do so, that's really going to sort of progress you very rapidly into this next next level. Yeah. And can I just say, Tim, that where I have always found my JV partners are through the mentors that I work with because, and this is a really important piece, when we go and work with a mentor to get us to get a certain outcome, they're surrounded by a whole heap of other people that are working to do exactly the same thing. They understand the principles and you know that the values are similar because, you know, like-minded people come together. So being in those right rooms is actually where you find those JV partners. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing to do. You and I met um, through Michael Griffiths, um, who's, did. You know, who does a lot of work with building referral partnerships. And here we are. Yes. A year and a half later with a really successful referral partnership. And, exactly. And, you know, we're starting to look at a lot of JVs together. So, you know, that can really, it can really work. So get in those, absolutely get in those rooms um, and surround yourself with the right mentors and the right people. And the great thing about those mentors is that they're all teaching the same message as well, right? And so you'll find your tribe of people that can, that can help you take your business to that level. And I know, for example, Sam, speaking of great people, you couldn't do what you do without the awesome Joel. So shout out to Joel behind Oh, absolutely. Joel, my personal assistant, is almost almost my brains. <laughs> You're right, because we do need to surround ourselves with the right people to be able to do what we do. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Now, million plus. Absolutely. Uh, 100, so uh, We've got 100,000 there, but it's really a million plus, right? So what do you need to do at this particular stage? And again, we've come in almost at the same thing from a slightly different perspective. So Absolutely. For me... I think at this point, you really have to take on the, the, I was going to say the job, but at this point, there is no job, but the, you know, you will need to wear the hat of the visionary. If you don't have your big vision and if you can't get other people to subscribe to your big vision, and when I talk about other people, I'm talking about 
especially your team, because at a million plus, they are doing the groundwork for you. It is absolutely, absolutely essential that you are the big vision person at this point, because you don't need to be doing any of the groundwork anymore. Yeah. For me, I had here letting go because we've sort of been hands-on in our business for so much of it to this particular point, right? We've got to transition ourselves into that visionary role, but allow the people in our business to do what it is that they're great at. Right? We've surrounded yeah. ourselves with good people and good partners and so on, and we've got our systems and consistency of delivery. And I think here we've actually got to let go and trust that our business will do what it needs to do, and we now act that visionary and drive the ship. 100%. So really we've ended up in exactly the same place. At that point, it is just so important. And as you said, you know, once you, once you hit that mark, you're actually working a lot less and you do have the, the freedom to kind of do whatever you really want to do at that particular stage. Well, I think that the two biggest parts in this 100,000 plus, for me, the two words I've written down are impact and freedom because they're the two things. Like once we're at this a million plus, these are the two pieces that are the biggest. We're really there to share our message and make an impact and we're really there to create more freedom in our in our lives so that's why that that vision is so important absolutely okay sam parting thoughts Parting, parting thoughts i think it's really important to not get caught up in you know if you're not making five thousand dollars a month don't get caught up in chasing that million dollars now just concentrate on the next step you will get there and i think that if you can imagine that getting to a million dollars, like each of those levels is a rung on the ladder. As you're climbing the ladder, it's so much easier just to get to the next rung and pull, you, you know, step up to the next rung. How exhausting is it if you're trying to go for the sixth rung up and trying to, you know, pull yourself up doing a chin up? Like it's just, it's exhausting and it'll take you a really long time. So focus on just stepping up in those increments and focusing on the right areas. That's, that's the yeah. biggest takeaway. Focus of that journey of a thousand steps, you know, just focus on the next one. Absolutely. What about you, Tim? What's your biggest takeaway? Um, I think, you know, definitely that as well. Just, just you know, if you, you come back to that, that list and just go, okay, look, if I'm, if I'm not at 10K, I just need to focus on audience. And even stick a post-it note on your computer, right, of the thing that you need to do to take yourself to the next level and just every single day spend 5, 10, 15 minutes going, what is it that I need to do to build my audience today? What is it yep. that I need to do to build consistency today? What is it that I need to do to get the right business model today? What is it that I need to do to surround myself with the right people? Do I have the right people around me, you know, both internally and externally? Mm-hmm. Are they the right you know, am I focused on vision today? Right? And if you kind of do just that little bit of reflection and focus each each day, you'll very, I think you'll quickly find yourself stepping into that, you know, into that next level of business. Absolutely. There's a, uh, in my business success academy is, is a course for people that haven't yet made their hundred, their first hundred K. And it's, it's a course to help people make that consistent and reliable 10 K revenue. And one of the biggest pieces of this is called 10 before 10. So if you haven't, you know, if you're not making 10K a month yet, implement 10 before 10. And what that is, is reaching out and speaking to 10 people before 10 a.m. every day, whether it's on Messenger, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's making sure you've got calls booked in your calendar. And if you consistently do that every single day, you will get to your first 10K a month really, really quickly. How long do you reckon that takes? How long's a piece of string? I've had I've had clients do it in forty eight hours. I've had clients add a hundred thousand dollars to their revenue within two weeks. 
And then I've had other clients that, you know, it takes them six months to 12 months. It depends on how committed they are to the practice. Yeah. But probably only takes about 10 minutes to do, doesn't it? Yep. There you go. Exactly. So 10 before yep. 10 in 10 minutes and you'll get, you know, 10K a month. Yeah, nice. Awesome. I've got a, a resource today. If you're someone that really has enjoyed listening to this and building a business model that is going to bring you leveraged time or leverage your time and leverage your income, you can head to samanthariley.global forward slash freedom and download your copy of the Freedom Business Matrix, which is the nine strategies to leverage your, your income or and your time. I've used all nine strategies in my business and I love them all, but they're, they're all strategies strategies that you can implement this week. So they're yeah. super actionable. So that's netherily.global forward slash freedom. That's awesome. Um, definitely go and get that. And coming up next week, we're going to delve into the you know, incredibly exciting topic of uh, documenting systems and procedures. You know, we laugh and, and I, I actually had my clients give me a bit of a payout on our last group calls. They're like, yeah, we know you hate spreadsheets. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't like dealing with spreadsheets, but I love other people dealing with spreadsheets <laughs> in my business because there's no way that you can create systems that run without you, without having different systems and procedures in your business. So it, it can be a dry subject, but if we talk about the outcome, which is that you don't need to do the work, then I think it's super exciting. Absolutely. Sam, um, absolute pleasure to be with you again today. And it's great to be back. I'm looking forward to those stages of growth in my own business as well, which is um, going to be fun. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thanks for joining us this week. If you're listening in, we'd love you to share out the episode if you found it helpful. Give us a like and head over to iTunes for giving us a rate and review so other people can find our podcast. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders in a Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.